This is the Nine News Podcast, brought to you by BizCover. Coming up, could a messaging shift reduce drowning deaths, the latest job data released and a review of Queensland's Olympic plans. I'm Rhiannon Solomon-Marin with your Lunchtime Nine News Podcast. The nation's summer drowning toll has climbed above 40. Surf Lifesaving New South Wales is reviewing its safety messaging after two people drowned on beaches within 24 hours. Chief Executive Stephen Pearce says people should always stick to patrolled locations but admits overcrowding is an issue. Our messaging has changed. You know, we are cognizant that the coastline is heaving with the population and we just can't fit everyone within the red and yellow flags. But you know, if you are going to go to an unpatrolled location, it's just so important that you have a plan to know what to do if you do get into trouble. Australia's unemployment rate has remained steady at 3.9% for December. But Bureau of Statistics data shows the participation rate has fallen, meaning fewer people are actively looking for work. The Reserve Bank will likely see the figures as another sign of a slowing economy when it makes its next interest rate decision in February. The federal government is being accused of failing to meet ambitious housing targets. The construction industry says it's highly unlikely the nation can achieve the five-year target of building 1.2 million new homes. Shadow Treasurer Angus Taylor has told Today on Nine it's not surprising. Oh, it's another broken promise from Albo, and we've had lots. Um, you know, we've had it on the $275 for electricity prices. We've had it on mm. lower mortgage costs. I mean, the truth of the matter is this government has, has let in another uh, over half a million new Australians in yeah. the last 12 months, and we haven't got the houses. 84 roses have been thrown onto the tracks at Granville Station in Sydney's west to commemorate those who lost their lives in Australia's worst rail disaster. Nine News reporter Max White has more. On the 47th anniversary of the tragic event, time has not made the loss any easier. On this day in 1977, 84 passengers were killed and 213 others injured when a commuter train travelling from the Blue Mountains derailed and crashed into the support beams of a road bridge. Families of the victims, survivors and first responders have gathered here at Granville Town Hall to hold a special memorial and pay tribute to all those involved. Helen Clam lost her father William in the disaster. Despite the best efforts of those on scene, she says it's still important we remember their sacrifices. They don't do it for thanks, they do it because that's what you do for a fellow human being. In Granville, Max White, Nine News. Police in Melbourne have charged two teenagers over the death of Dr Ash Gordon. The 16-year-olds are accused of breaking into the GP's home and fatally injuring him during a confrontation. Queensland's government has launched a review into infrastructure for the Brisbane 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. Nine News reporter Matt Hetworth explains. With criticism, the Games have become too politicised. Premier Stephen Miles has brought in a neutraliser, former Brisbane Lord Mayor Graham Quirk. He's been tasked with investigating whether the proposed Games infrastructure presents true value for money and a long-lasting legacy. And at the top of the list is the controversial $2.7 billion rebuild of the Gabba. Mr Miles says he's not afraid to make the big decisions. If they can find a better alternative that delivers for Queensland, then I will embrace Opposition leader David Crisofulli says he already knows what the outcome will be. It's going to get to a decision that says that the Gabba won't be knocked over. Mr Quirk has 60 days to decide. In Brisbane, Matt Hepworth, Nine News. 
buyers of the Tesla 3 model car will have to wait with deliveries in Australia stopped. The latest models don't comply with local regulations because there's no access to a child seat anchor point for the middle seat in the back. Customers have been told delivery of their new vehicle has been halted indefinitely due to a technical compliance matter. To finance, the Australian dollar is buying 65.57 US cents. Sport. Ace your business insurance online in minutes. Visit bizcover.com.au. Max Purcell is the first of three Aussies in second round action at the Australian Open today. This afternoon, Tanasi Kokonakis will face Grigor Dimitrov before Isla Tomlanovic meets Yelena Ostapenko. Alex Dimonor and Storm Hunter have already advanced to the third round. Not a single Big Bash player from the Sydney Sixers has been voted into the team of the tournament despite finishing second. The strikers dominate, Matt Short named as captain. Three players have been named from the Heat and the Scorchers, as well as Jake Fraser-McGurk from the Renegades. Day two of the Adelaide Test between Australia and the West Indies is underway. Host nation Qatar is the first nation to book its place in the knockout stages of the Asian Cup. The Socceroos play Syria tonight. A win will book their place in the round of 16. But midfielder Keanu Bakker says it's important not to look too far forward. It's um, still tournament football here and we don't get ahead of ourselves and, and, and you know think about further stages. We'll just take each game in the group stage as it comes and um, do our absolute best and that's all we can really do. And two-time Olympian Henry Hutchison will return for Australia's men's rugby seven side next weekend in Perth. He's coming back from an ACL injury. I'm Rhiannon Solomon-Marin. That's the Nine News podcast. For the latest in news, tune in to Nine News at 6pm.